I like teaching a lot and a lot of different aspects and I love working in the lab and in the science, but I feel like the part that was most inspiring for me is when I could like take that and help somebody else do the same thing. And so I just loved the opportunity to like work one-on-one with students and say, and like have them like, and like, you know, you see their eyes light up when they suddenly get an idea and they like, they got it and they (laughs) are just like on that path. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Recently, I had the opportunity to speak with several NASA National Postdoctoral Program research fellows about the amazing work that they're doing. And I got to tell you, I think you'll agree with me. Their work is amazing, and it's very interesting. If you're a space junkie like I am, you're going to nerd out on these conversations. Enjoy. Well, Dr. Laura Thackrell, thank you so much for joining me for Further Together, the ORU podcast. Um, I want to start with talking about a little bit about who you are, what your current role is with the NASA MPP Fellows Program, and then a little bit about your background. How did you get to where you are? So I'm a new fellow. I just started this last August. I've only been working on this a few months. Okay. Um, but I'm at the I'm at JPL is the location that they proposed the project to. So I'm just kind of I'm leading the project that I proposed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And so that project is uh, focuses on um, the role of nitrogen in lunar habitats, specifically with like if you grow plants or have like certain microbes in the soils or in the mediums, how would those affect nitrogen and its balance and what role would that play for future lunar habitats and how can we make sure that's sustainable and actually works? Cool. <laughs> so looking forward to potentially like yeah. colonizing the moon or... yeah other planets as the case may be. Yeah. And then how would that help us on earth to have better and more sustainable agriculture here too? Awesome. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so how have you always been interested in science? Is, is this something that has science been something you've loved like since you were a kid or did you come late to the world of science? <laughs> I mean, a little bit of both. So I have always loved science. Um, And so I've been in STEM for a long time. I always did well in science in high school. That was kind of like where I found a niche where I was like, this is something I can succeed at. Um, But I didn't really know what specifically I wanted to do with it. I just knew that I liked science. Um, So I um, got into college and I kind of just picked a major that sounded (laughs) sciencey and the sound like I would enjoy it and just kind of like went with it. Um, And so that involved one of the classes, the first class that I took was like a geology class. Um, And one of that semester is is like my first or second semester, I can't remember exactly, um, of college. And I'm in this geology class. And in this semester, we took a field trip to like this really beautiful location and like looked at the geology. And I was like, I get to take field trips in college. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm going back to grade school and like just having fun outside. And I was like, and from that moment, I was like hooked. I was like, that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Yes. So that was like it. that it just inspired me to like have this specific 
avenue of STEM. And we didn't have geology classes in high school, so I never really even realized that was an option. Sure. Uh, But like just taking that course, I just like fell in love with it. And that kind of led me (laughs) on this very long journey to like where I got to where I'm, I'm now where I focus on how do you how do geology and biology interact, especially on okay. other planets? And how can we use that to our advantage to help us have an exploring space, but also to be more sustainable in how we take care of our own planet? I love that. So sort of eyes on two prizes, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> I love that a lot. Um, I know that you're new as a NASA yeah. fellow, having not been um, in your role for an entire year or just a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, but how has your experience impacted your career so far? I mean, I feel like so far it's been pretty positive. Um, I mean, just having the name NASA in part of your title um, or that you're a NASA fellow is, is a, there's an advantage to that in some sure. ways. Um, and so I feel like it's been really helpful in that sense. And it's helped kind of help direct and help in making decisions as far as like what I'm going to do once I have like a permanent position. Cause as the postdoc, I'm still kind of in that flowing like flux area where I'm um, haven't landed somewhere permanent yet. Right. But the hope is like the next step would be that that would be the next steps. And so that's kind of helps you make those decisions. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Um, and I have to imagine, you know, when you talk to friends and family and like, I work for NASA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah quote, i'm a quote. nasa fellow right <laughs> yeah i'm a fellow i, I do research at nasa <laughs> that has to be like oh yeah yeah we know we know about them right yeah <laughs> um in terms of science in general what elements of working in stem have you found to be the most empowering for you um i feel like as far as and specifically the word empowering, that makes me just think of back on my experience as a grad student. And I just had a lot of opportunities and mentors who were very supportive in a way that they empowered me to design my own projects. Like I wasn't just working on something that was already designed and like it's all set up and all I had to do is click a box. Like I got to design my own projects and really take an integrated part in leading what I wanted to do with my research at a very early stage, (laughs) which I thought was really helpful. That's really cool. And mentorship is really important. Yeah. Um, I know certainly in the role that you have now, but I imagine throughout your um, your experience, you know, master's degree, doctoral degree as well. Um, talk about some of the mentors that you have have had and their impact on on you specifically. Yeah. And I think I was pretty fortunate in that my first major advisor when I was a master's student was important in that exact way where he kind of let me, I presented an idea and presented like what I wanted to do with it. And he's like, this sounds like a valid project, go for it. (laughs) And like really supported me in that and um, helped me to find the people that I needed to connect to in order to do those. Cause he wasn't a direct expert in any of those projects, (laughs) but he had aspects of it, but he knew people who were. And so he could connect me. And so like having that ability to connect me to the right people and to support me in developing that project and to kind of steer me because I was still learning (laughs) and how to actually do that was really, really helpful. And like, I think it was a huge part of what helped me to like continue in STEM. Awesome. Um, and you meant just sort of mentioned this a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's also the the important role of collaboration, right? Yeah. Of your mentor, direct, you know, not having direct experience, but he can 
point you in the direction of people who do. Um, and science doesn't happen in a vacuum. So you're always <laughs> collaborating, right? Talk yeah. about, just talk about that from your experience as well. And it, with your current project, if you can. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, collaboration has always been a really big part of the projects I've been on. I think geology is a naturally interdisciplinary science. It kind of like takes pieces of a lot of different parts of science and brings them together. And so it automatically creates opportunities to collaborate in okay. ways that just kind of, you don't have to work at it. Like it's already there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that's been really helpful. And so like, there's been a lot of opportunities where I just had lots of different um, because of my projects were focused on so many different ways of bringing biology and geology and chemistry together into one place and trying to understand a big kind of how they interact in this big picture. My committees and my like advisor committees were, had lots of different experts. And so collaborating with many different perspectives, um, also in working with um, different teams and different internships that I've had opportunities at. I had an internship at APL one summer and we worked together. Um, there are a lot of different opportunities to do collaborative work, but one in particular was they had like this, they called it an ACE run. I don't know what that stood for. <laughs> they didn't okay. know either. <laughs> but it was basically like an, a, a kind of a two week event where you participated together as like a mock mission plan. So you planned like a mission to a specific thing and okay. they kind of brought different, they had lots of different engineering interns and then a lot of, and they had like a, a group of like science interns. And then we literally were like collaboratively planning a project to like send a mission to an asteroid that was going to have a near earth encounter, okay. <laughs> like planned out that mission and like did use our different sets of expertise to work together to create a mission that answered the science objectives, but also was actually feasible to do with the engineering. And like, okay. there was a lot of like back and forth and, <laughs> yeah a lot of players to make that yeah logic become a reality yeah. and know how to communicate when you're an expert in this but they're an expert in this and how do you communicate together and like help each other understand right what you're trying to accomplish yeah yeah so. that makes perfect sense have you had the opportunity to mentor um up-and-coming science scientists yourself um to an extent um i haven't been a professor but i've been a ta or a teacher okay. assistant um, and there was, and in the particular uh, teaching assistant that I was, um, I was like the writing teaching assistant, which meant that I was basically teaching and had, um, I was kind of in charge of helping the students develop their skills in communicating and writing for science disciplines specifically, which can be really challenging for students, um, right. especially if they haven't had a lot of experience with writing, like some of them are very intimidated by it. And so it was, like, it was a really good opportunity to just be kind of a mentor and helping them understand how they can communicate their ideas. Um and develop that really important skill set and kind of like be there to kind of, and we would have like um, when they would write a project and then we would have like, um, I can't, for lack of a better word, like an interview okay. <laughs> about, about their paper and like count and like look at it together and like kind of collaborate about how, what they could do to improve it. Like what, it, and all these different things to kind of help them develop those skills. So awesome. Okay. Yeah. And that's actually um, the part of science that I love a lot is that one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Yeah. Like, um, that's the part of, and the, that's the part of science and the part of like teaching that I love the most is like that, that opportunity. Okay. Talk more about that. Just the, the ability, I guess, to have someone invest in you mm -hmm. from a mentor to you, but then you to mentor someone else. Yeah. Right? Cause, um, cause I feel like that was the part of, cause I like teaching a lot and a lot of different aspects and I love working in the lab and in the science, but I feel like the part that was most inspiring for me is when I could like take that and 
help somebody else do the same thing. And so I just loved the opportunity to like work one-on-one with students and say, and like have them like, and like, you know, you see their eyes light up when they suddenly get an idea and they like, they got it. And they <laughs> are just like on that path. <laughs> right. Right. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, what advice, Laura, would you give to an up and coming scientist who may be following in your footsteps? Hmm. I would say when I first think of that question, like don't be afraid to pave your own path like don't be afraid to like you know design your own path and move forward but also pay attention to what's already available like take advantage of those paths that have already been paved for you and leave paths behind you so others can follow um so i guess that in general but also just and and then also in find mentors that can be helpful to you in that in that endeavor like look for people that will support you in the efforts that you're seeking um, cause it can be hard sometimes to find an advocate right, um, and to right. find those people that can, um, support you in that way. I was very fortunate in that, but sometimes not everybody is <laughs> it's right. not really, really difficult. And so like, look for those who will support you in that path and who will be, um, helpful to you in helping to establish yourself as an independent scientist, but also like take those skills and use it to be collaborative and use it to help others follow in your footsteps too. like pay it forward in a way. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, I know you've only been an MPP fellow for a few months. Um, why would you recommend the fellowship to others? I think it's been it's been really helpful so far. There's been a lot of like challenges and things that were not necessarily expected already, <laughs> even in the first few months. But there's also been a lot of good opportunities, and just like I've learned things in ways and had experiences that helped me to like develop myself as a professional scientist in ways that I probably wouldn't have without that opportunity. So. Gotcha. Can we talk about the challenges for a second? How, Um, what what kind of challenges (laughs) to the extent that you can, of course. Yeah. yeah. um, And how did you overcome the challenge? I think most recently it's just like, I've had, um, I've had such a fortunate experience to have like all these supportive mentors that have had very similar styles and how they've run projects and how they've done things. And so now it's kind of a very different kind of approach to some of those things. And so learning how to work with different people who approach the problem differently and how to do that and work together with um, new experiences, which has been good for me. So yeah, yeah. It sort of gets you out of your comfort zone, comfort zone. (laughs) flex a little bit right Mm -hmm. yeah learn how to communicate more effectively um and forces me to like learn how to um demonstrate like myself as a scientist but also like how to work with new groups and so that's been really helpful um and also there's a lot of so specific institutions have like different rules and like you have to know how to follow that and to like navigate new completely new systems um that require quite a bit of learning curve so there's a lot of that that's really helpful because that's something that you need to have in your tool belt when you're actually trying to establish yourself and make your if you want to work lead your own lab you have to have that tool set so i feel like it provides that opportunity to develop that tool set right because every institution is going to have their own yeah and like more of those soft skills that you don't always get an opportunity to do as a student it helps you develop those soft skills that let you actually be more effective as a scientist, even though they're not directly science. (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Last question for you, Laura, what brings you joy? Oh, a lot of things. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good. Um, yeah. So um, I'm, a, I'm a very scientific person and I'm like always love science, but I'm also a pretty religious person. So there's a lot of things that like that crossover that brings me joy like that um, kind of that spiritual aspect of life it coupled mm-hmm. with the scientific aspect of life. But for me, that's like, I find hugely inspirational and like motivational. So that brings me joy, but also just understand that joy isn't always about being happy. Right. <laughs> that life isn't always um, uh, fun. <laughs> like it's not always happen. your Instagram feed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I think greater resilience and ability to respond to the negative aspects of life also helps increase my joy overall too. And then I have a greater ability to handle challenges and to, um, do and to remain resilient despite opposition <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's important to realize people like think life is going to be happy all the time and that's what they want but it's like that's actually not a very um <laughs> realistic <laughs> option sure um to to learn how to um find joy even when life isn't necessarily look joyful i think is important too yeah yeah um do you mind if i ask you i know i said last question but <laughs> you're fine when you when you talked about sort of the the blending of the spiritual and the scientific, yeah, um, I know that can be difficult for some people because yeah. you know there's sort of like the black and whiteness over here mm. and the gray. You know, I mean, spirituality can be black and white for some people, but a lot of it is, <laughs> is the gray area, right? So, yeah, how does how does that come together for you? Um, I mean, that's kind of been that's been a big challenge my entire life because it's like, I grew up in a very religious background, but loved science. And so how, how, and so figuring out how to help them work together yeah, yeah, was like a big challenge in my early life. And then now that they do work together for me personally, in my personal life, like it's like been really um, helpful and I can find inspiration in both. And it kind of like, I don't know, I see, a, um, it gives me a unique perspective that helps me to, understand <laughs> i don't know my purpose here <laughs> and like <laughs> okay have hope in that purpose at least what i envision that purpose as <laughs> sure sure that makes perfect sense so and like okay. it, it gives me motivation for how i take my science and actually use it to help benefit people and like it's not just about dis- i mean it is about the discovery but it's also about how does that discovery actually help people <laughs> right in, yeah in, in life so right yeah so there's sort of vocation avocation at the same yeah. time yeah yeah okay yeah. i love that that makes perfect sense to me all right well that truly was my last question <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we could talk yeah. about spirituality and science for 45 minutes yeah. by itself but i'm not going to go there so um thank you so much for yeah. spending this time with me i really appreciate it you're welcome all right thank you so much Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.